Okay, good morning. Rishat's Rabbi Krohn. So we are on Yud Bey's Ahmed Aleph. We are um, roughly 30% of the way down on the daf where it says Amar of Lili Barmamal. If you're following in the art scroll, we're on 12A1, the very, very end. So just to level set where we are, um, we've been discussing um, mostly cases of like a tsara, of a co-wife, that there, because of some something that happens with the um, the wife, that's the yavama, some issue with them. It has some sort of impact on the co-wife, and sometimes it seems to be counterintuitive to what you might might have expected. So now we're going to go on to a, another case, and we began this briefly yesterday, but we'll just pick up from this point. So what we're going to talk about, to, starting with, is the concept of um, of a of a girl who's a young girl, and there's a concept that the um, father is allowed to marry off his daughter. However, if the father has passed away, then the mother or the brothers are allowed to marry off that underage girl. Um, however, because it's only a um, sort of like a tentative marriage, at any point, the daughter has the ability to say, I'm out, I'm, I'm done with this. And it retroactively um, becomes as if the marriage never happened. So that's the concept that we're starting to talk about here. Um, so this, so the concept is known as Mion, where the, um, where the brother or the mothers marry them off, and then they have the ability, the daughter has the ability to back out. So, Amr al-Lili bar-Mamal, Amr mar-Ukba, Amr Shmuel. Saras enes asura. So, the co-wife of this girl is also forbidden. So, just to lay out the case, what we're talking about here is you're talking about you have several brothers. Um, so, let's use an example that aren't on the length. So, let's say you have brothers named John, Paul, George, and Ringo. And John happens to be married to two women. The first woman is a girl. Um, we'll call her Sarah. And the other one is a full adult, and we'll call her Rivka. Um, so John is married to Sarah, who uh, was done through Mian, so that's kind of like a tentative marriage. And Rivka was a regular um, adult. So what happens? So that's, what it's saying is that it's not only is, if there is a case of Mian, and the case is, is that the, um, the, the husband of the um, the husband of the of these of these people, John, in this case, passes away. That not only is the uh, is the um, young girl who would do me on whom, in other words, who would be able to back out of the marriage. So if she says, "I don't want to go through with this yibum, I don't want to pursue this marriage," and she has the right to do, so she's basically able to say, "This is as if it never happened." Not only does that impact her. But it also impacts the um, regular marriage, the regular regular age marriage woman, and she's also not eligible to do, to go through um, yibum. So, Lamon. So, who is she? Who are we talking about specifically that she's forbidden? If you want to say that we're talking about the brothers. So, again, think about the scenario, right? We have John, Paul, George, and Ringo. So, John was the initial husband who was married to these two women. He passed away. So then this young girl, in theory, should be able to do Yibam, but because she went through this process, she's able to say, I'm out, I'm not interested. 
So she says, I'm not interested in doing um, doing Ebum with George. I don't want to do Ebum with George. So she basically says, I'm nullifying this, this connection that I had. So it's the same way that she's able to nullify the connection that she had with John. She's able to nullify the connection that she has with George. So then if you're talking about the co-wife, not Sarah, but now you're talking about Rivka, you might say, wait a minute. Okay, I get that. That the, tsar, that the young girl nullified the connection with George, but what about Paul and Ringo? Why should the um, adult other wife not be able to, or not be eligible or required even to do Yibum with George or with Paul or Ringo, right? Okay, John is dead. George is out of the picture because the, first, the, younger, the, younger, wife, the younger wife said, I'm not interested, so he was disqualified. We have these other two eligible brothers. So you might say that the tsara is also, that both in both cases, both the young girl and the tsara, the co-wife, are both ineligible to um, Paul and Ringo, to the other two brothers who had really had nothing to do with the overall process. They weren't the original husband who died, and they weren't the one that, the, that the, was rejected as part of this process. Um, the question is, hashtahi gufashraya. Now, the problem here is that the the, co, the the young girl who does who's able to reject um, George, she is eligible to now marry Paul or Ringo because what she did is she basically retroactively annulled the overall process. So she had no connection whatsoever to those other two men. So for her, she in theory would be allowed to marry those two men. However, the other wife, the full adult wife, has been knocked out by virtue of the first of the underage wife. So it doesn't seem to make sense. Um, so that's a question. Is, it, is If she's allowed to marry the other brothers, the Amr Shmuel, Shmuel said, Miyana Bazet, Muteris Bazet. That if she does, Miyan, in other words, if she says, I don't want to be married to this one, she's allowed to go ahead and marry the other one. So Rasami Baye. So would we say that the co-wife is, is then allowed, shouldn't we say that the co-wife is then allowed also to marry those other two brothers? What Shmuel means is that the co-wife is forbidden to the, not, not to the other two, not to Paul and Ringo, but she's forbidden to George. So she, he's clarifying that maybe it doesn't apply to those two brothers. It only applies to the same husband that the younger wife um, rejected. So the Gemara's got a question. There's my shnami, my enes is shayil achim. Why do we? Why is it the one that? Um, why is she only forbidden to the one husband that she said no to? Um, why would she, in theory, be allowed to marry? The, the, why would the young girl be allowed to marry um, Paul and Ringo? Though avde because there was no connection whatsoever when she did this rejection of George, she had nothing to do with the other two brothers. So. John died. George, she did me in with. She said, I don't want to do Yibam with. I want to retroactively nullify the connection. So therefore, she's allowed to be connected to the other two because she never had another connection. So you might ask, So the same should apply to the co-wife, right? So if she's retroactively nullifying any connection whatsoever to um, Paul and Ringo, why, why wouldn't the second wife, the adult wife, be able to follow the same path? 
that there's a Zera done because you were worried that uh, that you'd have a case where the co-wife would be one's own daughter. And for this, it's best to refer, if you have the article, to note number 11, which really explains this. Let me just read what that says. So if one's brother was married to one's daughter and another wife, um, and the brother died childless so that the daughter and her co-wife fell to the father for Yibam, the co-wife is forbidden to the father because she is a tsara of an erva, right? So because this girl cannot do Yibam with her own father, her tsara also becomes ineligible to that person, even though she has no relationship to that person, because the co-wife is the daughter of that person. She's also knocked out of the box. Now, if the daughter was a minor... She could theoretically perform Mion after her husband's death, annulling her original marriage and retroactively removing herself from Yibam's setting. Um, however, even if she does this, her co-wife remains forbidden to him. So what this is saying is that because we have this one instance, this one situation where there might be a problem with that the father of the, of the young girl might be involved. So because of that, there's an overall Xera that, that in all cases that Sarah gets knocked out of the box whenever the one the other wife is knocked out of the box. So the Gemara doesn't like this. So it asks back in the Gemara, but Saras Bitum and Mayanis Mayasura is the co-wife of someone who does Miyun really forbid forbidden them. We learned back from the Mishnah that we learned all the way back in Doc Bays. Bechulam in all cases he mesu obiuno mutaras. We learned straight up it says in the Mishnah. In all cases, we learned about all the connections and all the different relationships, all those charts we did early on. But there was, it said in the Mishnah, however, in all cases, if there was Mion, it specifically says Mion, or if they died, their co-wives are allowed to marry the Yavam, right? So, um, so but, you know, if you look at Note 13 in the Art Scroll, if the, if the wife who was an Arabah to the Yavam died or was divorced before her husband's death, before he died, her co-wife is permitted to the Yavam because she was not the Tzara of an Ereba at the time of the husband's death. So in our case, we might suggest that because the whole concept of, of Mion is, causes retroactive nullification of the concept, so maybe maybe that shouldn't apply. But the Mishnah specifically says, when, when you talk about Mion, if Mion happens, then it should, you know, the Tzara should be allowed. So in the Mishnah's case, Dimiyana bin Ma'ad, who is she refusing in the Mishnah's case? Elema Dimiyana bin if you say that the Mishnah talks about where she's refusing her husband specifically during his lifetime. So again, she's married to John, and during her marriage to John, before John dies, she rejects him. So therefore that marriage becomes nullified. Um, so you might say, if you want to say that that's what we're talking about, that's the same case as if, if she was divorced. Um, so why does it need to list the case of, um, why does it have to list that they're divorced or, and they're list Mion as separate items when they're really the same thing? But it's not clear that, that the mission that the mission talks about when she does this refusal, if it's before or after the husband died, because in theory, there's two ways that she could do this rejection. She could reject John. So in other words, she's married to John. So while John is alive, she rejects the marriage. And therefore, that marriage is as if it never happens. Or alternatively, after John dies and she became becomes a Zika to George, she can reject George. And that, that connection 
also becomes retroactively annulled. So there's, there's like two different levels of what she did. So maybe that's the difference between these two scenarios. So this is rejected. Hello, that's not what the Mishnah means. The Mishnah specifically means about that she rejects the husband, John, during his lifetime. And the Mishnah talks about two types of divorce. Um, so like we said earlier, there's these two ways that Mian could be happening, whether it's before the husband died or after the husband died. And why is it in the case where she refuses the husband during his lifetime that the co-wife is then becomes allowed to the Yavam? Because she uproots the marriage from the moment that it created. So it's as if the marriage never, ever happened. So because the marriage never, ever happened, then that co-wife had no connection to this woman as well. However, Kimiyana Biyavam Nami, However, when she does this this refusal, um, at the moment when she becomes a zika to that to that brother to George, she there she thereby is also uprooting the marriage retroactively. So she was never there was never a co-wife. So in theory, if she's retroactively annulling the marriage, then she was never in theory a co-wife with this other person. So there should be not be a case of it knocking it out of the box. So the Gemara answers the Mishnah the Tani Rabbi Bar Yechaskel, the Tani Rabbi Bar Yechaskel, because he says Miyana Babal. If the if the girl refused her husband during his lifetime, Muteris La Aviv, she is permitted to marry his father. She she is allowed to marry John's father. So if she rejects John during his life, in theory, but prior to this, she would never be allowed to marry John's father because that's her father-in-law. But if she does rejection during her lifetime, she would be allowed to marry John's father. But Yavam, but if it was if she is trying to reject to reject Gibam from George, she's not allowed to marry Hasurul Avim. She's not allowed to marry the father. So again, you know, John, Paul, George, and Ringo are brothers, they all have the same father. So if John dies, um, and it was a re- and she did this retroactive or or even if he doesn't die, she does this retroactive annulment during John's life. She's allowed to marry the father. But after John dies, um, and now she's going to reject George, she's not allowed to marry the father. We see that at the time that she becomes a Yibam, for that moment in time, she looks like his daughter-in-law. And therefore, it creates a connection that cannot be retroactively annulled. Um, so even though the process is all, all retroactively annulled, but because be, for a moment in time she was considered his daughter-in-law legally because of this connection, she's not allowed to marry him if it's a case in this sort of scenario. Hanami here too in this case where it's a when it's a divorce from a yavam mishnas nefila nearest kitsaris pito when at the moment when when yibam becomes reality when John dies. She becomes she she establishes a connection with the co-wife that exists for that moment in time. So even though she's able to retroactively annul the marriage, she's not able to retroactively annul the fact that she was a co-wife for a moment or a daughter-in-law for a moment. So therefore, that's that's the whole basis for why you know this scenario. So now we're going to talk about another case moving on, uh, where the co-wife is forbidden that you might not have expected. Amar of Asi. Saras Elanis Asuras. You have a case of an Elanis. An Elanis is a woman who does not 
does not mature appropriately and will not be able to have um, children. So in that case, if a man is married to two women, one being an alienist, um, the tsara of the alienist is asura. And the reason she's asura when he dies is that you don't, you cannot do yibum with the alienist. Why? Because shenamar vayaha bechor asher teleit. That is specifically when it talks about the concept of yibum, it's in order to enable the birth of a child. So because you know, because you know the alienist cannot give children, there is no, there's no reason to do yibum. And because there's no reason to do yibum with the um, alienist, therefore she also knocks at her co-wife. The question is, why should she knock at her co-wife? So the Gemara questions this. Mesa Rakshashas. Rakshashas asks this is based on the following Mishnah. Shlosha achem yisuyin shlosha nashim nitnachrios. Three men are married to three women that are unrelated to each other. So you have three completely independent men, oh, three brothers, I'm sorry, three brothers, Ruve, Shimon, and Levi, are married to three completely independent women. Umeis echad mehem. And one of the brothers say, Ruve, Dal, Chalglis. Ba'asaba, Shani, Mamar. And Shimon, the second brother, does Mamar. What Mamar is, is that um, the way Yibam works is. Technically, Yibam works by the um, the brother has relations with the um, widow, and that causes a marriage by um, marital relations. The the Rabbanan established that there should be some form of kedushin that really should be done before that happens. And that's known as mamar. So it's, it's as if it's like going through the ceremony. So he went through a ceremony with the second wife. However, he didn't complete the, the process by having relations with her. So he, he went through Mamar. Um, so therefore, he's, he is in a marriage state with her. He, he has rabbinically married to her because he did Mamar. But he's not biblically, biblically married to her because he did not have relations with her yet. Umes, Bames, and he died. So therefore, this widow um, was A, widowed from brother one, Ruvain. And was B, and that's that is a biblical. She's widowed on a biblical level, and she's required to do yibum. And then she's rabbinically widowed from the second husband, the second brother, from Shimon. Shimon is only rabbinically connected to her because he did mamar, and Reuven was biblically connected to her because they were formally married. So now she's a, a yibum from two places, from two brothers. So now you have the third brother. You might say the third brother should be able to come along and do yibum, but no. They are the, the other. They have to do chalitza and they can't do yibam. And this doesn't only apply to the one, to the one um, woman who was the widow of the first husband, but it applies to the other widows as well, the other women as well. So this, so you think about it. You know, Reuven, Shimon, Levi are married to woman A, woman B, and woman C. So woman A was a widow of. Ruvain, and then did Mamar with Levi. So Levi, or, or with Shimon, did the Mamar with, with Shimon. So Shimon is biblically married to his original wife, and he's rabbinically connected to his, to, to Ruvain's widow, right? So because of that, that is knocking out um, that other widow, um, the woman B, from, from doing Yibum with Levi. Right, so Levi is the, the, the sole living eligible brother at this point, and he is now not eligible to marry either or to do even with either woman A or woman B um, because they have this connection. Um, so this is known to um, 
Why is this? Shenamar umes echad mehem yavam yavoleah. It says if one of them dies, the yavam yavam comes along and does yibam with her. Misha Allah zikas yavam echad. It teaches that yibam only applies to a woman who has a zika with one of the brothers. It's a connection to the one of the brothers. Zika shnei yavamim. And a woman can't can't apply to a case where a woman has a zika, a connection to two brothers. So although she has a connection from two different matter, from two different directions and two different matters, she has two zikos. So therefore she cannot do yibum together with Levi, with Levi the third or with Levi the third brother. Pukasani Aleha, and it was taught about this specific Mishnah, Amarab Yosef, Zohi, this person, Shimon's widow, right? So Shimon's original wife, wife B, um, is 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 concerted as Saras Ashes Achmeav. She's the co-wife of a fraternal brother's wife. She's a, the co-wife of Reuven's widow. So Reuven was married to woman A, and now because of the Mamar, woman A becomes the co-wife through rabbinic Mamar of woman B. Um, so what what that's called is Sheisar Nefilo Garamla. She was caused to be rejected from Yivam. So normally she would have been allowed to do Yivam with Levi, but she's not allowed to do Yivam with Levi because this other Yivam fell upon her. The Fila of Karma. Because um, the woman A had initial Yivam and now she did Mamar and she got connected, because of that initial Yivam, that has a negative in- impact on woman B. So we have not found anywhere else in the Torah this scenario. So what is this talking about? Zoe Lamute Mai. So when we make that statement, and that this is the quote, we make that statement, this is the only one. What do we try to exclude? This doesn't come to exclude the case we were just talking about earlier of an alienist. Desharia, meaning that the, the wife of the alienist, the co-wife of the alienist, the wife that's able to have children. Should be allowed to be connected to do yibum with the other husband. Lo, no, You're correct in saying that it comes to exclude the co-wife of the alienist, the asira, that she's forbidden to the yavam, that she's not allowed to bear the yavam. Umazu What is that? So it doesn't mean the case of alienist. So what does it mean when it says that this is the only time that this is mentioned? Zohi, the eastern nefilas garamla. What does it mean when it says that this? This extra yibum fell on her, so she was kind of knocked out of the box. Um, Sarasa, um, that uh, this this double widow is caused um, is the only case that's caused Sarasa by a chalitza. Um, that this is the only case where it would cause her not to be able to do yibum, and she would be required to do chalitza as a result. Elinus, but in the case of Elinus, a feel chalitza lo baya. That in a case of an Elinus, that co-wife doesn't even need to do chalitza. So they're both, the the, the, the alienists and the co-wife are exempt from the overall process. They don't neither do, need to do yibam or chalitza. But the co-wife, um, Shimon's original wife, who's now impacted by Ruvain's original wife, um, has to do chalitza with Levi. Um, so she's rendered exempt or ineligible to do yibam with Levi because of something that happened to another woman. But she's still eligible to do, she's still required to do chalitza. But with the alienist, it knocks the other wife completely out of the process. My timer, what's the reason for this difference? Had Orisa. Um, Had Because there's a double, yep, you remember that this woman is 
there's there's two two things going on here, right? So there's a connection that's biblical, and there's a connection that's rabbinic. So there's an original zika that happens because of it being um, the biblical connection to Reuven, and there's a secondary issue that's rabbinic because of the mamer that was done with Shimon. So that's why it's a different different sort of situation. So now we're going to try question that again. So now we learned in the Mishnah again that we learned at the beginning on Daf Beis. The Chulan Imesu. However, you know, again, it says if any of them died, or Meana, or Nishkarsho, or Shinimsu Elanis, Sarasa Muteras. Then in all those cases, it specifically mentions if they died, or they did Meana, they refused them because they were underage, or Nishkarsho, or they were divorced, or Shinimsu Elanis, or they were found to be an Elanis, so that the marriage was terminated before the husband died. Sarasa Muteras. In all those cases, it specifically said that the co wife should be allowed. So again, it's, so why why are we learning now that the co-wife of the alienist is allowed, is is um is forbidden to do um Yiva Marhali. So when the Mishnah seems to suggest that if she's found to be an alienist, that she should that Sarah should be eligible to do um Yivam or eligible to have a connection. Lokasha, that's not a problem. Kancha we're talking about a case where um, he knew ahead of time before marrying her that she was an alienist. Um, and the other case is Kanshal Hikirba, here which he, he he didn't know. So the distinction here is this, is that when he married her and he knew that she couldn't have children, that marriage is considered a valid marriage because he knew what he, he was signing up for all along. However, if he discovers later, later on that she was an alienist and he wasn't told about it, that's considered like a mekaktas, like a false deal. And therefore, the marriage should potentially be considered null and void. Um, so therefore, in that case, it doesn't exempt his wife from Yibra Mechalisa, um, Dekanami. And if you read the Mishnah carefully, it supports this. The Kasani Shekishenimsu, that it says in the Mishnah, Shenimsu Elonis, that it was discovered that she was an Elonis. Shema Mina. So, not that they were. Shmamina, that the mission talks about a case where the husband was unaware of at the time of marriage that she was an alienist, and therefore it was discovered later on, and therefore once it's discovered, that kind of undoes the marriage, and therefore that Sarah is allowed to have a connection to the um, to the to the um, other 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 brothers. Amarava, um, Amarava um, says. Um, so Halacha is that the co-wife of the alienist is allowed to be allowed to connect to the Yavam. Even if the husband knew that he was an alienist when he married her. And even if she is the co-wife of someone's daughter who is an alienist. Um, this is getting a little complicated, so maybe we'll wrap up here and pick up tomorrow. Because the Mishnah teaches that when the woman is found to be an alienist, that implies that the husband was unaware of that situation. Tani Shahayu, that teaches the meaning that they were in the category of alienists. That the, that the whole case is specifically talking about where it was known um, from the beginning that they were an alienist. So I guess with this we'll stop and we'll pick up again tomorrow. Everyone have a nice day. Hopefully you all stay high and dry with power and connectivity all day long.